Hi, I'm Whitney Walker, and this is the Women Waken podcast, where I interview guests who are in the field of healing and spiritual work using their unique gifts of the divine feminine. We talk all about these amazing gifts that these particular guests have and how they're bringing them forth in the world. On this episode, I welcome a very fascinating man, David Strickle. David is a channeler of source. He provides deep understanding of the meaning of life and the universe by channeling messages directly from source. He's also the co-creator of the Taya practice, which he shares about in the show. So I have to admit, I was very nervous because reading and learning about spirituality through people who had channeled through source, through God source, the universe, has been a huge part of my life in terms of shaping my spirituality and understanding of the world and life in the universe. So I asked David a whole lot of questions. This is my longest episode ever. We go deep into the question of where do we come from? What is the meaning of life? Why do things happen as they do? When does life truly start? What happens when we die? How can we shift out of the fear and greed and disconnect that we live in today, in today's world? And David gets great insight on Source as to what exactly is going on in our world right now and what are their thoughts on it. It's a fascinating conversation. I really hope you enjoy it. I'm gonna have to listen to it a few times because I got pretty lost in it myself. So take a listen, enjoy, and here's my guest. Hi, David. Welcome to the Women Waken podcast. Thanks for having me here. Thank you for being here. Uh, David, I have to admit, I'm pretty excited and a little nervous for our interview today, for having you on the show. I know that this is very, the most natural thing to you. And, you know, you know that it's very, nothing to be stressed over yet. I, the work that you do is something that has been very um, impactful and powerful in my life. Channeled messages from source were something that were transformational, not my own, but books that I read on others who had channeled And it hit me as if it was my own channeling, if that makes sense. It felt like I was hearing something that I'd kind of known in my soul my whole life, but what they were, what they wrote in books or what they said about their channeling experience, it awakened or helped me remember this knowing that I had inside of me of, oh, of course, that's what this is. That's what this world's all about. That's what's really going on. And so it's been a profound thing. So to connect with someone who actually has that connection and those experiences is, um, kind of exciting for me. Yeah, that, that resonance uh, is because source is in all of us, source is in everything. Yeah. So if you're, if you, the more tapped in you are to your own natural source being, your soul, however you identify it, the more the words of the stream or, or other people who are channeling source, and I believe it's all source. Sources, we tend to think of things in human terms of an individual being. So when someone channels, Sometimes they will identify it as this is this being or this collective or these ascended masters. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong or untrue about any of that. I think it's all source and perhaps it's it's their way of connecting is to identify it like that. But source is an amalgam of all that is. And I believe we all have access to it in our own unique way. And some of us can write it and speak it and share it more clearly but at the end of the day, that that source awareness is in all of us. And what source is offering is what a lot of people would, would call an awakening, where you wake up 
from what I call the matrix, the human, the collective consciousness of humanity. And while you're still a physical being, wake up from the matrix and realize that we have this operating system in our world that everyone is following, but it's not necessarily rooted in universal law. And when you start operating in universal law, then your life can change dramatically. And that's what the messaging is, is really focused on. Absolutely. And that is, I think, such an imperative thing, especially we're at this crucial moment in time right now on Earth in with our the species of humanity is what you universal law when you said that just really kind of sparked me because I think all the time about why why is the world the way it is? Why do we it seems that we have this system that's just completely dysfunctional. And to me, it's because we're not following universal law. We're not honoring universal truths. And when you're doing that, you're going against what's natural. We're in an unnatural state. And so I think all the time about how do we, if we can get so dysfunctional, we can sure get functional. It's got to be easier to be functional than dysfunctional. <laughs> right? And you're absolutely right. The, what I, you'll hear the stream refer to the, the matrix a lot okay. in their commentary because the matrix is this human-created operating system that absolutely works in reverse of universal law. And so if you have questions around that, uh, dig into it with the stream when I get into channeling mode, because they will, they will go deep into that. Okay. And then, but just to check in with you, I think most people are familiar with the term, the matrix, but when you refer to that, what are you referring to? Yeah. Not the movie, <laughs> although the movie is kind of based <laughs> on the concept, right? but yeah, but the, uh, the collective consciousness, the, it's really the ego consciousness of humanity. The ego consciousness that creates rules and laws and religions and governments and boundaries and gender identity and all these constructs that humanity has created, and they're not necessarily bad. There's, there's the, the, the stream is not judging, source is not judging, and it's the same thing. They're not judging anything as bad, but right. it's good for us to be able to observe and recognize, wow, that's, that's just a human construct. There's universal law, which is essentially the law of attraction and the law of polarity, and everything else is sort of a variant of that. But the human's law, our law that we're supposed to look a certain way and be a certain way and act a certain way and live a certain type of life, that's all the matrix. And there are good aspects to the matrix. And then there are, of course, not good aspects to the matrix. Everything is polarized in a physical environment. So we're going to have good and bad and everything. And of course, the matrix itself exemplifies that. Yeah. And what you just said made me think that if we're given tools to create our own reality, we can make... A, a dream or we can make a nightmare. And I feel like what we've done is we've created a nightmare because what you just said, we've made these rules that are against universal law and create really conditional terms that are focused on things that we can't control. And then, so then we think that our value and our ability to be loved and all these things are out of our control and are based on things that are superficial, external, not truth. And so therefore we're beholden to things that have no bearing on actual value or joy. The, 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 the contrasts of our world, the negative things, the unwanted aspects of, of humanity and our lives, all of those things have a purpose. And the streams message will go really deep into that with you. The, the purpose is, is that anything that we consider negative or unwanted exists to inspire expansion. It exists to inspire us to create something new and become a more sophisticated version of ourselves in the moving through the experience. 
-hmm. So all of the negative experiences that we've had in our lives, we can probably pinpoint at least a few that we know expanded us. I'm a stronger person now. I'm a wiser person now. I'm a more advanced being now because I moved through that experience. I ultimately healed from it. I solved it. And now I can look back and I have that sort of notch you know, in my belt that I experienced that. And the challenges of, of being physical, and in the case of humanity, we create on such a higher level than the other life forms on our planet, we create a lot of luxuries and things and pleasures that they don't get to enjoy. But in all of that creation, we also create a lot of problems yeah. and a lot of you know things that, uh, that they can absolutely be hurtful, harmful, traumatizing, however you want to label it. But once we get past the judgment of it, we then get to move into, well, how did that really serve my expansion? How did that happen for me instead of to me? And in the work that I do and that I teach, I have yet to found a person, find a person who can't, at the end of the road, find the value in any and every negative experience across humanity. Yeah. And I've worked with people that have had the, the most horrific things that you can think of happen in their lives and ultimately find appreciation for them. Right. And by appreciation, I don't mean that they're necessarily celebrating them, but such deep understanding of how it expanded them that it becomes a gift. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you're speaking on the individual level and I do feel that collectively we're having a negative moment collectively that we're in this, I'm sure it will be lead to great growth. And we'll look back on this period of time and think, wow, if we hadn't gone through that, we wouldn't have shifted into this new experience because, you know, I think that you do kind of have to experience what you don't want to get what you do want. Because just as you said, you have to say, you know, I'm kind of in this certain place and it's not really working for me. It doesn't feel good, but I can learn from that in order to actually move into something that I do want. Um, but I, I think that it's just, it's hard to be in for all of us. It's not that pleasant once when you're in the grips of it and you don't know, like, will we get out of this? And I, I think that the, the shift that's happening is from a place where really, I think we're really stuck in greed, greed and, and obsession with power. And that, um, is again, it kind of, to me, goes against universal law. That's not how one obtains, um, actual powers through like kind of trying to, you know, um, obtain it, like get like, um, a mass, just a ton of accomplishments and wealth and power in order to be something you, we have it inherently inside of us all the time. <laughs> right. And when we, well, and the 3d version of that never results in the, the joy that everyone is looking for. Yeah. But the matrix tells you that when you have enough money and you have a private jet and you have enough cars and homes, that that's going to be, that's going to make you a superior being and that you're going to be joyful in that space. And what happens is people arrive in that space and they're still not joyful. Yeah. They have the stuff and it's fine to have the stuff, but they're not, they didn't learn to be joyful first. So their belief system defaults to consumerism or materialism and they're so steeped in it. They think, gosh, if I just get one more house or a bigger airplane or a second yacht or, you know, whatever it is, I'm finally going to cross that threshold and finally in my life be happy. And the threshold just keeps moving out further and further and further. Yes, absolutely. And so that's why we're in such a strange time where we're, we're exerting so much energy our whole life and have this idea, just as you said, that someday we are going to be happy if we can just amass more and obtain more and have success. But then we look at people who have it and we've created this system where they can make it look like their life is really enviable and amazing, but we can't see how they really feel because we're, we're very, you know, we're not transparent people. We put up an image and we hide the truth. 
And that also leaves us in a, in a really uncomfortable place because we don't really ever know what's true about other people. We're kind of detached from our own truth. And therefore, just as you said, even the people that we think have made it you aren't very happy. No one's really happy with what we are all putting all our focus on to achieve. So where does that leave us? It leaves us in this place that's, you know, we're just kind of going around in circles. Yeah. Yeah. Joy, joy is found in, in allowing source in your life and allowing the everyday magic in your life. Yeah. That's, that's joy for me. And I have experienced manifesting on every level you can imagine and found myself in a space of having things and experiences that were supposed to be so joyful. And now I'm at the stage where just being magical in my day-to-day -day interactions and just joyful in my being is so much more meaningful than having a, a more money or a bigger house or the perfect body or any of that stuff. Yeah. And I, like I said, I've manifested all of it. If you read my first book, uh, I, I hit everything. You know, I manifested the relationship, the money, the physical appearance, the uh, everything. At one point, I have manifested, and then realized, okay, eh, you know, no big deal. I'm here now. Uh, I still have problems. I still have polarity that I'm operating in. It's not pure joy all the time, just being in the space. But this matrix that I speak of, it's selling us this idea. Of, of a belief system that is either steeped in rules and religion and things like that, or it's steeped in consumerism, or it's it's steeped in something because we all operate on a belief system that is essentially like an operating system for your computer. Yes. And the more we deconstruct humanities or the matrix operating system, the more we find ourselves kind of out in the wilderness and suddenly things like conspiracy theory start creeping in and that becomes a belief system. And it's so much better to, to create a belief system for yourself that is steeped in universal law and not the, the, the human created rules that we've been taught our whole lives. Now, how would you define universal law? Uh, that first of all, that, that we all, all creation is consciousness creation. We call it the law of attraction, but it really is a consciousness creation, an energetic creation. That's how creation happens. But that creation happens in the imperfection of what I call vibrational flow. So physical environments are polarized. We're, we're, we are even scientists understand that everything is really energy and that energy is always moving because of polarity. So we're in this polarized environment of earth and that polarity is creating this vibrational flow. And that guarantees that as a physical being, our vibration is not going to be static. That's why no matter what we do, there are days that we're higher on the vibrational scale and there's days that we are simply lower on the vibrational scale. And then you add into that all of the triggers that we've learned, we've taught ourselves from our life experiences because we've judged them. And that creates this unique vibrational journey that we have when we're physical. So you have a point of attraction that's really high you're source allowing in that state, you're allowing abundance to flow with ease, but you're not there all the time. Polarity inevitably is going to drag you down a little bit and then suddenly you're going to manifest an obstacle of some sort, but you have a choice. You can look at that obstacle and say, oh my gosh, it's so hard being human. This is just an awful environment. I can't wait to cross over and be back in, in perfection. And the, the problem with that is that obstacle is your own creation and it's your creation for the benefit of giving you an opportunity to create something new. Yeah. In the in the overcoming and the solving. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a powerful concept because I think most of us feel that things happen to us that we have no um, part in that we don't choose. And that's something I'm so interested to talk to, to when you're channeling and to connect with source is that because imagine if we could shift and I wonder if source has an idea about how do we shift from thinking that everything that happens to us is almost, you know, like, um, is bad or is something that, you know, we're, we're plagued with and we feel sorry for ourselves about, or, you know, that we need to fear death. We need to fear bad things rather than embracing really realizing, Oh, a term that, that I heard once is that bless everything that comes to you because all of it is something that you are desiring for to get you to where you want to go. So bless what you would call good and bless what you would call bad. Cause we see them as, you know, again, yeah, because source or, sees it all as positive because it all yeah. results in expansion. Yes, exactly. And so, we can bring that perspective into our lives is the good news. Yeah. It would change everything. If people would say, okay, this, I guess this is coming into my life because it's something that I wanted to attract and I wanted to experience rather than just, as you said, because, so I often also think about why do we have suicide on our planet? That feels so unnatural. And I don't think that that's a part of, I don't think that that's usually a part of life is to want to self-destruct or suicide. And I feel like it's a result of, again, not understanding universal truth and laws. We think that we didn't choose this, that we are victims of this, that we're forever going to suffer. And we just want, just like you said, for it to all be over and to go wherever we came from, wherever that is. But what I see in my vision is that there is a way to get more in flow and connected with the, the ideas of ultimate truth and universal law so that life doesn't feel like this random gamble and unfortunate events, right? Series of unfortunate events that it's actually every little bit is something that our soul yearned to experience and is all leading us to, to for our right. highest good. That's exactly, that's exactly what the stream says. And it's interesting you brought up suicide because there was a time in my life that I assumed at the end of my life, if I were not in a state of, of health and well-being where I could go and do the things that I want to do, that I would make the choice to consciously remove myself from physical. Yeah. And, and I was very at peace with that. I wasn't seeing it anymore. In fact, I've had suicide. Uh, my uncle committed suicide, just uh, not this Christmas, but the Christmas before. And I viewed it very differently as that was his choice. He, he, he chose his time of exit and that was his experience as a human being. And, and that's okay. That was his choice. I didn't go down the, oh my gosh, it's so horrible and so sad and the worst thing ever. I didn't view it that way. And I still don't because I do think that we manifest, I know we manifest everything and our demise is our own manifestation, whether it's a car accident or old age or cancer or or whatever. That doesn't mean that we deserve it or we're longing for it. There's something in our vibration that is creating that reality for us. Mm. But... I have evolved in my thinking in this from just learning from the stream. I'm a student of the stream just like everybody else. And I've evolved to this place now to where I am so up for whatever I manifest, my own vibrational journey, that I don't think I would choose to take myself out, even if the end is suffering. Mm -hmm. And I know what that looks like because I I have uh, someone in my home going through that process right now, not like 10 feet away from here in another bedroom. Uh, very, very much at the end of the the physical journey, and it, it, you would look at this person and think that's not anything that you would ever want to experience. Yeah. But we don't know that. We can't really think for him at this point, and and he is seemingly at peace most of the time. I, I want to be up for whatever I manifest and whatever the universe is delivering as a reflection of my vibration. 
And it's it's really changed for me now that even if that end is is what in 3D we might consider suffering, there's value in the suffering. There's value in all suffering. Yeah. So if that's what I manifest for myself, I know that there's an expansive experience available for me there. I also think that there's when we get to the other side, there's no getting it wrong. There's no, you know, you didn't do life right, or you got to go back and do it again because you didn't do it right. I think we're expressing in physical infinitely. And there's no such thing as this life was lived wrong. People have asked the stream, okay. you know, about Hitler and all of that sort of stuff. What happens yeah. after? And what happens after is we all go back to our completed state of being and are in appreciation of the, the journey that we manifested, whatever it looks like. Yeah. Um, and that was originally a question I was going to ask was, is it possible to make a wrong choice? But I sat and thought with that. And I thought, you know, when I look at my own life and I feel that I've made... I have a regret or I think I made the wrong choice. I realized, you know what? That was just, it had, if it wasn't that wrong choice, it would have been another to learn the lesson. All that was ever about was about learning or remembering something about myself or about truth that I needed to, something needed to be the catalyst for that. And so I think what we determine is wrong, you know, like, oh, this life was, I should have done this. I should have done that in this life. Well, it's all leading us towards what our next adventure will be, what our next life will be, where we're, it's, you know, bringing us closer to that. And, and we'll, I just feel that we need to experience certain things in order to continue to expand our consciousness and our evolution. And whatever that takes is whatever it takes. Maybe it means five lifetimes. We don't do very much at all, but that's maybe it takes that to finally get that kind of, you know, sense within us to shift things, to shift our gears. So I kind of figured, you know, realize that before I was going to ask it was, you know, as, as frustrating as, as it is in life when we're like, dang it, why did this have to happen? Did it really have to happen? I don't think so. I've had so many things like that, yet I do recognize that if it wasn't that, it would have been something else, mm -hmm. you know? You ready to bring them in? I'm ready. All right, let's, let's go. go. <laughs> so at this point, I just ask everyone, regardless of when you're listening to this, do a quick meditation, set an intention uh, for the stream to come through and deliver whatever your alignment is and set the intention for a magical experience. And that's exactly what you're going to have. We are here. Hi, thank you for being here. May I ask you a few questions? You may. Could you tell us what you see our situation on earth and for humanity at this time being? What, what you have manifested collectively in the collective consciousness of humanity, we, we refer to this very often as, as the matrix. But the matrix is, is, is not specifically assigned to humanity. The matrix is something that humanity has created that you can all choose to operate in or not. And what you're finding yourselves in, it, it, what you are considering your, your now reality, is a time where you have created so much knowledge for yourselves, you have created so much technology that you are catching up to the technology that creates you. And in doing so, you have created the ability to communicate in 3D in a way that humanity has not allowed up to this point. And 
something that's getting closer and closer and closer to the way that you communicate consciously as a collective group. And in doing so, to, to, to simplify this, you, you are essentially comparing notes with one another, beginning to commonly question your, your elements of control, and you're questioning your elements of control, i.e. your matrix, you, you are seeing it crumble a bit. So in your questioning of religion, in your questioning of government, in your questioning of politics and nations and boundaries and borders and gender identity and in the education system and your, your corporate structure and your, your money system and all of these things, you're questioning all of it. And in your collective questioning, the, the flaws are beginning to surface. These things are beginning to fracture a little bit. Some of these things, such as your monarchies, are, are beginning to full-blown crumble for you. And in your destruction of, of the human constructs that we label the matrix, you are at this turning point where you are shedding the need for that matrix that was created that brought you along to the point where you can question it and even destroy it. But in your seeking something else, seeking something different, seeking to step away from it, understand that the matrix is a powerful vibration that is well-developed across humanity and it has a very healthy vibration to it. So this matrix is going to come back around and, and essentially fight for life in different ways. So what you are seeing in, in the, the destruction of your institutions is they are reasserting themselves at a, at a more forceful level, coming for you again in a different way, in a different way, in a different way, in a different way. We often say that the matrix is very seductive. And the reason that it works so well is because as physical beings, you, you are all eternal strands of, of source consciousness expressing in physical. But when, when you come into a physical environment, you acquire a physical nature, your physical vehicle, and your physical consciousness. Your physical consciousness is an expression of that which you are, but it's a tiny expression of that. And you may call this your ego or your humanity. That ego con consciousness is attached to the collective ego consciousness that we refer to as the matrix. And in this experience, your ego consciousness overshadows the, the larger consciousness that is you so that you can have your unique physical journey. And in this unique physical journey, you are in a, a very interesting time for humanity in that you are deconstructing your matrix and in deconstructing your belief systems, shedding your individual belief systems. But what happens is your physical vehicle, your, your, your physical being will always default to a belief system which is a simply, essentially your operating system. So you decide that religion is, is, is not real and you decide that government is corrupt and, and is not going to be something that's going to control you. And you decide that your nation is just another human construct that you don't have to be constrained by. And you decide that the concept of marriage and family and gender and, and all of these things are all human constructs that you no longer need. And you're seeing that happen. Every generation moves closer and closer and closer to that reality. But the issue is, is that there's no alternate belief system for humanity to step into. And universal law is present in all belief systems, but you have all of these other layers that humanity with its intellect tends to layer onto them. And you fall right back into another human created belief system. 
very often it's consumerism. Very, very often it's it's tied to some sort of physical experience that's going to deliver joy in your life. And you find the chasing of this to be exhausting. And you find yourselves operating at a lower vibration because you're still, even though you're questioning and removing yourselves from the matrix, you're still somewhat in it and that you are still seekers of expansion and you don't really even know what that means very often. And you begin to think that that expansion is in your, going to be found in your career or going to be found in your relationship or going to be found in your physical appearance or how much money you have or what type of car you drive or something like that. And all of those things are window dressing. None of those things are, are offering true expansion beyond just the momentary experience of the having of them. So this is the, the crux of the anxiety that humanity is experiencing because you are moving through a time that you are questioning everything. <coughs> and the more you question it, the more it comes back around in different ways to lure you right back in. And as soon as you find yourselves back in fear or judgment, you know that you're back in the matrix mm -hmm. because fear and judgment are not part of universal law. Fear and judgment are not part of that which you call source. We, we are not judgmental about anything in your world. We are not judgmental at all. We do not experience fear because we understand that you are all, as we are, eternal that there's nothing going on in physical that can possibly end that which you are, nor can it possibly end that which we are. So all of the things that you fear, and notice that very often the things that your matrix tells you to fear are things that are inevitable for you, such as death. So you're running on this constant angst of the inevitable crossing your paths, and you're going to have this experience that you're fearing, whether it's death or having to pay bills or, or going through the aging process or meeting obstacles, any of these things. You, you are taught to fear and avoid all of these things that are absolutely part of your environment by design and always will be in any physical environment. But that's a learned operating system. So there's another operating system available that you can teach yourself that is steeped in universal law. And the more you start to, to peel away the layers of human-created thought and move strictly into the universal law that, that you are creating your reality via your own thoughts and that your thoughts are always going to be on this, this vibrational journey because of polarity, that is all there is. And you can operate in a system where that is how you operate, that you are creating it, you are consciously creating it. And when you create something that is unwanted, you can learn to meet that creation in as much joy as your desired creations, because you created that unwanted thing to expand your being and the experiencing of it. How can humanity as a whole move into a new operating system that isn't based in fear? The, the, the best way to replace an operating system is to construct a new one while you're simultaneously deconstructing the old one. Moving, We, we have delivered a system that, that, that David has labeled Taya that is not religious. There's no rules. There's no worship. There, there are none of these things. And it is, it is about returning to trust, trusting your abundance, TYA, returning to trusting the universe to deliver the amazing magical experience that you all came to humanity to experience. That, that return to trust is essentially the bottom line of everything. 
because everything that you're doing in any practice to to, to begin to to detune your your life's transgressors to move through your life experiences, the things that exist in your vibrational basement, the things that create all of your triggers, the things that create your abundance blocks, your limiting beliefs, you all have them. You, you all have these things that happened to you perhaps very early on that you began creating a belief system around. This thing was painful when I experienced it and I want to build a wall so that I never have to experience that pain yet again. But when you do that, that does create... A, a vibration that you carry with you all the time. And when you carry that vibration around all the time and polarity drags your general vibration down, those things are going to resurface for you. And that's why you have certain unwanted things that recur again, again, and again in your life journey. And very often they keep reoccurring until you identify them and figure out how to detune them and dissolve them. And the detuning and the dissolving is always rooted in your finding authentic appreciation for them. Exactly what your matrix tells you not to do. Because your matrix is telling you that that was wrong and it shouldn't have happened to you and that you were a victim and it was very damaging. It was traumatic and you need to go to therapy and you need to talk about it over and over and over again. And you have this weight that is sort of placed around your neck that is dragging you down vibrationally because your matrix is telling you that this thing should not be. You will notice if you think about it, and we will guide all of you to do a little experimentation. The next time you feel bad, think about what you're experiencing and how inevitably <coughs> the root of that is going to be your judgment of this should not be. I should not be experiencing this. This should not be happening to me. That shouldn't be happening in the world. That shouldn't be happening to those people. Whenever you feel a disconnection from our energy, and you all have source in you, you all have your own version of this. Whenever you feel anything less than joy, you are at some level of angst. This should not be. We do not feel that way about anything. So your source being is loving all that is is loving your trauma, is loving your pain, is loving your transgressors, is loving every aspect of you, loving however you look every single day, how you feel every single day, loving your bank account regardless of what it looks like, loving all of it. So anytime you judge anything, anything different than full-blown appreciation, the way we feel about everything, then you are disconnecting from your own source energy. And you're going into your ego and having your more ego-centered experience. That is, that is something that you're not going to fully escape as long as you're in physical because your ego serves the great purpose of delivering this contrasting experience. However, the matrix that humanity has created for itself started the wheels turning of humanity living in a lower vibrational state of being, living in fear, living in anxiety, believing that you have to work for someone and get a certain type of education and pay your bills and you have to re respond this way every 30 days and you have this 30-day cycle and you have to save for retirement, you have to eat a certain thing or you're going to die of cancer and you have all of these fear-based beliefs woven into this matrix and, and, and you're all in it all the time. A true awakening, a true deliverance from what you might call 3D life is available within you in your simple systematic shifting of your perspective. When you start picking apart and recognizing that the only reason I'm suffering right now is because I'm judging this as should not be. What if I stop doing that? 
What if I simply stop judging this as this should not be, accepting that it is, and find appreciation for the fact that I am in physical, which I chose to be. I'm physically manifested as a human being on planet Earth, which I very much chose to be. And here I am having this experience of contrast. And the only reason I ever suffer is because I have a matrix teaching me that these collection of things are wrong things that I should not be experiencing. But then I see examples of those that are plastering their lives all over Instagram, showing all of their perfection and their lavish lifestyles and how perfect and wonderful everything is until I find out that there's something that isn't so perfect about them. And then millions of people are, are lining up to read all about that because it's all an illusion of the matrix. There, there is no appearance or relationship status or income or business or anything that is going to replace your natural source connection joy. And that is available to all beings all the time, regardless of, of nationality, race, age, regardless of any 3D condition. That source connectiveness, that joy in the moment just for being is the highest vibration, the highest level of joy there is. And you can all achieve it. How would, if in a new operating system, I think that the question a lot of people have, for example, I was talking to my mom the other day after a recent tragedy in the news. And she said, I think that God has forgotten us. And I think a lot of people have that feeling that how could so much bad happen in the world if there's a, a loving God that cares about us? How would does source recommend or in our future and in, in, in outside of the matrix, how does one respond to seeing others suffer, to seeing what we would call a tragedy? What would that look like? Because right now we respond, it, it's not very helpful. We feel guilty, we feel sadness, but then that doesn't, it just creates more fear, but we can't, we feel a certain way for what happened, but it's not actually helping the situation. And so it's, it just causes everybody distress. But what would it look like to be able to accept something that we see as very unfortunate and horrific and terrible? What would be a different response? A different response would be to understand that source is not judging. Therefore, source is not looking at what's going on on planet Earth and saying, we are going to swoop in and stop the creation of this thing because it's making other human beings uncomfortable. Because the, the creation of the, the unwanted elements of your world are being viewed through the human lens from your limited human perspective. You chose to come and have a limited human perspective for a limited amount of time. A physical journey is always going to be a, a limited journey. It is always going to be one that has a beginning, middle, and an end to it. It's never going to be an eternal journey ever. You are all eternal strands of consciousness, every one of you. All creation is, is has the consciousness of source flowing through it. And that's, that consciousness is eternal. And all of these strands of consciousness expressing in physical is a never-ending thing. And when we speak of eternity as a human being, <coughs> it can be difficult for you to comprehend what eternity really means. Thinking of your, your human journey, whether it lasts 40, 50, 70, 90, 110 years, it is a blip in comparison to all that you are. 
It, it, it is like a brief weekend trip that, that you choose to go on. And you go on that brief weekend trip to go experience the, the beach environment or the mountain environment, to go immerse yourselves in that other environment for just a little while. And if the trip goes well, you have fond memories of it. And if the trip goes awry, you're likely laughing about it in, in, in short order because it didn't go the way that you thought it would. And the more time goes by and the more distance you, you place in linear time from it, the more you're able to look back in appreciation of it because the pain of it has dissipated. Well, that pain was all your own conjuring in the first place and your judgment of it. So if you take that and apply it to an entire human lifetime and you are, you are starting to unravel your own judgment of your own vibrational journey, that vibration shifts you. And the shifting of that vibration within you, that also shifts your outward opinion of the suffering of others. This isn't about being cold or callous or not caring, but it's absolutely about understanding that you will contribute to the healing of humanity in operating exactly in reverse of what the matrix tells you to do. The matrix tells you you need to judge it and you need to battle it. And you need to fight against it. You need to label it as wrong. Whoever did that to them must be brought to justice. And this has to be stopped and we have to help that person heal. But you are then the one who's playing God by seeking to take away their physical journey. Because there's nothing happening in the physical journey that harms or ends the eternal being. It's only the physical expression that you're witnessing. So even if it feels like suffering to you in your human perspective at the moment, it is still the physical journey that that soul chose to come and have and a manifestation of that being. So it's not about blame or fault or any of those things. Those are all concepts of the matrix. It is about this is that being's manifested journey. And if that being's manifested journey is to have something that is painful to them or creates suffering for them or even ends their physical journey, we are not judging that. And when you take on that, that source perspective of not judging it yourselves and instead appreciate that you're witnessing a being that is completing their physical mission, and it is our promise to you returning to their completed state, if that's the outcome, very much an appreciation of exactly the experience that was had. The judgment of these experiences are all products of the matrix. You're told that no one should suffer in death, but you all suffer in different ways in your experiences. Each and every one of you do. Yet, is it possible to shift into a new experience? Because if the, the soul yearns to have every infinite experience uh, aspect of source, right? It wants to know every aspect of itself. Correct. That's why we come into physical form, right? Is to have the experience of what we have the totality of when we're with source, right? When we go back to source, we're, we know everything, right? We know that we're everything, all is one, and we're never. You separate. are one with source. You are omnipresent and omniscient as we are, yeah. and you have full knowledge of the entire universe, which is infinite. Yes. And Very different than your human experience. Right. And so when we're humans, we're having this tiny little, where we get to have the experience of, of relearning, of remembering what we are. And, and that's so that we get to ex, re-experience all the, or experience all those things rather than just know it. Right. So then I'm wondering, but isn't there a certain point when we're done with the experience of suffering? Because I, I understand what you're saying. Let, we have to let it happen. Let, there, there's wars, there's violence. But what if some of us start saying, I think I'm done with this experience. I'd like to experience what it is for humanity to be more harmonious and to have more sense of 
you know, of joy, of natural fulfillment, of less need and more presence. And I'm wondering if it comes back to what you, you said, which is that, um, you know, not trying to fight what is, but creating something new. Um, so is that possible? And can we be ready for that anytime? Or does humanity have to go through a certain amount of suffering before it can move on? The, the belief that you are going to end your physical experiences and emerge into some sort of utopian existence that is rooted in ego consciousness. There's nothing wrong with that because you are expansive beings by nature. You, you, the, the only thing that you seek and you don't really seek it in non-physical because it's guaranteed, but the, the only thing that is, that is happening in non-physical is the expansion of consciousness. That's it. Because non-physical is essentially only consciousness. It is not physical in any way. So what you're communicating with when you communicate with us via David or go inward in your own meditations, you are communicating with consciousness, with intelligence. The intelligence that creates all that is, everything. And when you're having this communication, these ideas and thoughts creep in that wouldn't it be so nice to not live in contrast? Wouldn't it be nice to be able to experience the earth environment where it's all harmony and everyone is getting along and everyone is agreeing about everything? The issue with that is that you are expansive beings. Physical exists to inspire new expansion. That's exactly why physical exists. The only reason physical exists. And if you are not suffering in any way and you're not experiencing any contrasts, then you're not expanding. We, we have used the examples of going to a, 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 a top-rated resort and laying by the pool in the perfect temperature and the perfect weather and the perfect scenario where someone is meeting your every need hand and foot for a couple of days, you enjoy that very much. How relaxing to go have your every need met, to suffer not at all in those couple of days. But think of yourself laying by that pool for months and months and months you would become very bored because you would not be challenged nor stimulated in any way. <coughs> your challenges, and, and absolutely your challenges are vibrational. So you have small challenges. What do you want to eat for dinner? And you have massive challenges. How do you end mass shootings? How do you end war? How do you end pandemics? How, how do you end these things? So in your judgment of the severity of the suffering, you're thinking that perhaps there's an environment that you can move toward where what you want for dinner is the biggest problem that you ever have. But that's not going to expand you very much. You, your intelligence is seeking something greater than that. Therefore, your intelligence is always going to choose the more contrasting scenario to move further and further into what we refer to as the core of source, though it is not physical. It, it, is, a, it is a core of consciousness. So, when you are through with your human lifetime, you will sometimes hear that, that a being has become so advanced and so enlightened that they're finished being human. Well, perhaps they are finished being human, but that does not mean that they are finished being physical. You are just beginning to comprehend the vastness of, of the universe. It's beyond vast. It's eternal. It's infinite. It never ends. So there are infinite possibilities and sophistication in your journey of sophistication of what will be next. The promise that we make to you is that you will always desire to place yourselves in the path of contrast for the expansion that it offers. 
very often human beings have this idea that one who is born into wealth and privilege and luxury and a life of comfort and ease is somehow more blessed where the one that is born into poverty or genocide or starvation is somehow cursed. Again, that's the matrix operating in reverse. The one that is placing themselves in alignment with great suffering early on is very often a being that is very advanced, a being that is seeking that level of contrast. And you have examples of this. And, and, and we will share with you that anything that we share, anything that we guide you to or teach you to, we are always guiding you to take our words and our ideas that we share and implement them in your lives and prove them to yourselves. We are not asking you to be blind believers of faith of everything the stream offers you. We are, we are encouraging you, if these words resonate with you, to apply these things and go internal with them and make this your reality if you choose. There is absolutely no punishment or penalty or judgment from us if you choose to never listen to anything that we have to offer, to go and have your own experience, to choose an operating system of any type. Organized religion, government, consumerism, go have your human experience. But those of you that are hearing our words have vibrationally found yourselves here because you are seeking, you are curious, you're wanting to know why suffering happens in the world. Why does God allow that to happen? Because that, that image of God is this benevolent, all-knowing, all-seeing creator that's going to be able to swoop in and save you from yourselves doesn't exist. That's a human creation. It's a human creation that serves, but it's a human creation nonetheless. If, if that were real, you would be living in utopia. Why would a being such as that create a world to just have that world turn and worship and obey it and punish it? That Logic works. Logic works in eternal thought. So you, you have this idea across humanity that you're, you're all striving for perfection. You absolutely are all striving for improvement and expansion and expanding and improving by solving things. But there's always going to be something else. You have nothing that contradicts that in your recorded history. You solve one problem and five more pop up. That is the nature of your world. But you can choose to, to spend your time here focusing on the problems, saying, gosh, it's such a terrible place to be. There's all these problems in the world. But that's a perspective that is a choice. So you always have the ability to choose the perspective of, we have these problems, but there are far more things that I can find that are positive in the world than negative. And you will always find that that is reality. Even if you are steeped in something that you consider very, very negative, if you look at the broader world, there's always far more positive going on. There's far more sunshine and new growth and trees and vegetation and abundance and new life stepping forth than anything that's being destroyed. The destruction is always something that is temporary and much smaller than when you consider the positive. But in your matrix, the negative aspects of your world are what are being fed to you constantly because it lowers your collective vibration and makes you essentially behavioral pawns in someone else's scheme so that you are always a little anxious, a little fearful, but not terribly so, and just enough so that you are productive members of society contributing dollars to someone who's at the top of the pyramid. Yeah. That is the matrix. Right. And so I, I guess what I'm also asking is not how does, I'm not asking how does society move into a utopian existence without any problems? Because I do understand that we wouldn't be in 3D if we didn't want to experience quote unquote problems, right? Just you said that's where always life is change, right? So we're always seeking what will produce change. Yet what I'm more so asking is just as you described, rather, is it possible to face 
these changes and our challenges more in a cohesive way where we're doing it together without so much lying, without so much greed, without so much deception, without so much fear and move into it with a place of love. We're rather, you know, being in a place of, of fear and feeling deficiency, moving into our changes in a place of um, really just yearning for, uh, you know, r- really more inspiration, you know, rather than in a place of love where how can we face this, this challenge so that for our growth and how can we embrace the challenge and see it? Oh, thank you. Thanks for this challenge. Cause it's going to get us even further. So that not so much the situation changes, but that our mind changes where we're all in this together, because what I see the state of the world is that we're all in a state of desperation for the most part, because we feel very alone. We feel constantly bombarded with, with negative images and negative messages and we don't feel cared for. And I think a lot of us also don't feel safe to be fully expressive. So none of us are really free. So what I'm more so asking is it's more about the condition of how we experiencing things rather than the things we experience. Again, we're, life will never be without problems, but how can we change the way that we experience it? So we don't see, okay, you know, this horrific things happens in the world. How can we all genuinely face it together or face it in a way that's not you know, doesn't feel like we need to be terrorized or terrified about it. Your physical world, all physical worlds are polarized. So you're always going to have these outer, these, these sort of outer extremes that are going to be exact opposites. You, you can find that on every single topic. <coughs> but there's a myriad of vibration that goes between these two outer limits. So... Right, we we speak very often to the the default vibration. So the default vibration is always sort of in the middle, fluctuating back and forth. And you will have a time where more of humanity will come together a little more and flow through an experience where they're more in agreement. You have seen that happen in your history books where nations have come under attack and suddenly the left and right sides of the nation sort of come to the middle and band together, at least temporarily, as, as a solid unit unified against whoever they, they perceive as attacking them. So you see that happening in your world. What's happening with the matrix is because you're all wising up to it, essentially. You're all understanding that all of these control factors are, are constructs of humanity and that you don't necessarily have to follow them unless you choose to. So you're, you're dissolving the matrix, but in your dissolving it, your dissolution of the matrix, the matrix is heating back up and coming back around and trying to draw you back in. So as many more physical beings are, <coughs> are moving out of the matrix, some are going to move deeper into it. So you're not going to reach a state where all of humanity is on the same page because you're all here on, on different, very different vibrational journeys. You're all bringing different vibrations in and aligning with beings that create a unique vibrational human experience that is like no other in the universe. So you've got this whole range of operating systems and belief systems and operating in polarity always, you're not going to reach a place in physical where everybody gets on one side. In fact, if that ever happened, that would mean the destruction of the physical environment. You would, you would know there would no longer be a use for it. But what you're, you're touching on is possible. It is possible for humanity to move out of the matrix, understand that you are consciously creating your obstacles and learn to meet them more and more in joy. 
In fact, there are physical environments where what you would call a, a society that would be labeled something like humanity it has moved to that space where they're a little more advanced, where they're understanding collectively that there's an operating system that is more rooted in universal law, which is the same eternally, and have become intelligent enough to operate that way. But that intelligence still doesn't guarantee unity. But here's the thing. The seeking of that expansion and the learning to appreciate the journey toward it creates more expansion. So being exactly where you are in your world right now, and instead of looking at what's going on and listening to your news media, getting out and actually interacting in public and realizing that there are far more beings operating in harmony in their day-to-day -day lives than what your news media or social media would have you believe. But the, the matrix is very seductive. So if you're looking to, to build your media platform and you're looking to sell advertising in, in, in your network, you're going to do the thing that's going to draw people in and make them addicted to your message. Fear works better than anything. You, you can watch puppy videos for only so long and it's not going to be stimulating to you. It's going to be, bring some joy, but it's not really going to stimulate you. You're going to have to move to something else that's going to stimulate your imagination. That, that fear mechanism, though it originally existed just to keep you out of harm's way, but as humanity progressed and you created all of these cures for the things that harmed you, you had to go back in and use your intelligence to create even more things to harm you. So that's how that's how physical creation works. It, it's never going to not be polarized because the polarization of the polarity is is the entire purpose of it. But you can progress to a place where more and more and more humanity are beginning to observe the matrix, stop the judgment of it. That's a that is a massive part because in our message very often we will we will paint a very black and white picture for you of what the matrix is. It's important to understand that we're not guiding you to judge the matrix. We're not guiding you to judge the the, the beings in your world that understand that they are lowering the vibration of humanity in, in in service of their own desires. If you judge that, you are going to find yourselves drawn right back into the matrix because the judgment of that pulls you right back into it because you're giving it power when you judge it. If you can observe it and appreciate it and understand that you don't have to be part of it, and, and a big component of this, a major component of all of this is understanding that you are in control of your journey. You are the creator of your vibrational journey. And when you learn to detune the judgment of the vibrational journey of others, you are actually contributing more positive to the collective in your detuned judgment, i.e. appreciation of them, as opposed to believing that you need to help them from their experience. That's what keeps it going. That idea that you've got to go save humanity, and we are not speaking specifically to you, but all of you, have to go save other beings from themselves and what's going to heal humanity and all of that stuff. And this matrix is so evil and it's drawing people in and I'm moving out of it, but I see other people that are in it and I want them to be out of it too. You're still in the matrix when you're thinking that way because that's part of that judgment function of the matrix. When you get to a place where you've detuned enough judgment, where you can stand in authentic appreciation of your journey and the journey of everyone else, then you're out of the matrix. Then you're actually giving power to universal law as opposed to giving power to the matrix. That is the thing that you are asking about. That is the journey to that. That systematic detuning of your transgressors, that systematic 
detuning of your need to help others in that way, the non-vibrational way, the 3D way, understanding that your appreciation of them exactly as they are is doing so much more for them than anything that you're going to change with politics or attitude or anything like that. What would you say to people who feel like they need to stand up to what they would call evil? People who say that you can't just stand back and watch people do horrible things to others, that you have to, you know, people who want to condemn evildoers, you know, when there's some a, a, a government system, a president who's oppressing their people, people who say we need to rally against this, we need to bring them down. People who say that anyone who has racist feelings or misogynist feelings, we need to tear them down and shame them because they are, you know, if we don't do that, they won't know that they are, you know, they can't act in that way. We, we will guide you to look at your world's history and understand that those things that you demonize keep manifesting in different ways. Yeah. You demonize, you tear down, but you don't end any of it in your demonization of it. The judgment function is a key component of the matrix. Judge this thing. In fact, you you, you are likely, and, and we are speaking to you personally, you, you are aware that there are beings that understand that the more abhorrent they are to some beings, the more they are empowered by it. That the more people they turn against them, the more power they're going to gain in, in that focus upon them. You see that happening in your world all the time, and you see it reoccurring again and again and again, not being solved, not going away, regardless of how much you push against and fight and battle and hate and label. And there are some that think, gosh, if I just show you what this person is really about, you're going to change your mind. And that never works. It never works because you are feeding the beast. You are feeding that which you judge in your judgment of it. This is why we say that you have this matrix that keeps you operating in, in this anxiety where if you worked with universal law and understand the appreciation of all that is, is not about putting the person that you think is a, is a racist demagogue on a pedestal and celebrating them. It's simply understanding them so deeply that you're no longer bothering to give them the power of judgment. You're understanding what it's all about. You're becoming a more sophisticated being. And when humanity reaches that higher level of sophistication, things like that will change. You will see, start to see the solving of some of that stuff. But as long as people are allowing themselves to be drawn back into the matrix, they're going to continue to fuel more of that. And you're not going to solve it that way because you're in a polarized environment and anything that you focus upon, you are empowering. Remember that the universe is not a judgmental entity. The universe is delivering to you in your life, in your world, and for the collective of humanity, if whatever you're focusing on without judgment. So if you are afraid of getting sick and you're constantly getting sick, it's because the universe only answers yes. Your, your vibration is sickness and your fear of being sick, yes, more sickness. You're, you're afraid of being alone. You're afraid of not having a relationship. You're afraid of gaining weight. You're afraid of being poor. The relationship, the, the universe is going to say, yes, more of that, more of that, more of whatever it is. But whatever you're manifesting, the, the, the steps to move away from that is to stop judging against this ideal that humanity, i.e. the matrix, puts out there, that you're supposed to look a certain way and be a certain way. We are not judging any of that. You, you, you can be the, the, the oldest, sickest, fattest, poorest person on your planet, 
and, and our feelings toward that being are going to be exactly the same as exactly the opposite of that being. And that being is capable of experiencing the joy of source as much as any other being on your planet, even the ones that are the most celebrated among you flying around in private jets and plastering their lives all over the media. It's, it's, it's all a, a matrix. It's all an illusion of how you're supposed to think and act and behave. And when you start questioning all of it and really go deep into the questioning all of, all of it, you start to see how detuning through appreciation is the key to solving everything. Appreciating means the deep understanding of to a point where you can no longer judge it. It doesn't necessarily mean you're celebrating it or you're happy that it happened, but it's appreciating that this, that this is what is manifested. Here we are on this physical journey as physical beings manifesting this contrasting reality that includes some positive and so, some negative no matter what. But there's always this range. And there are certainly some beings manifesting more positive than others. And there are other beings that are manifesting less. But the manifesting of less positive is not a curse. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for that being to move through that experience and, and, and strive to, to improve and to expand in it. Whatever that looks like for them, even if the improvement is just judging it less and suffering less than that judgment. For those who, and I think you know, you're kind of describing that, but for those who say, okay, well, I would love to see less racism in the world and I would love to see less greed in the world. And so it sounds like, you know, fighting against those things isn't productive because just as you said, we do see that everything we've tried to fight against will crop up again. If we think that might and force will end something where we give it, that's literally giving it power. So how we can we expect that to make it go away when we're literally empowering it? Because if, if it's true that there is no thing good and bad, it's all just focus and energy. We're still giving our energy to that, right? Indeed. So and, then and you're operating in a matrix that teaches you to put great energy toward that which you don't want, i.e. keeping yes. it, thus keeping it alive. Right. So if we don't want it alive, if we say, you know, I don't want to contribute to the concepts of greed or racism, what can an individual do on an individual level to, if it's not about joining the fight against it, how can they personally say, this is what I'm doing in my own space, in my own way, to move away from that, to let that take the energy out of that and see that someday fade away focusing on 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 personal abundance without needing to to hoard anything and focusing on unity focusing on the 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 being that is and not the expression of the physical vehicle focusing on the celebration of all of the beings who are not operating that way and the, the interesting thing about the matrix is, is that you can always find far more examples of positive than negative on any topic. Are there other species in the universe other than humans? There, there are infinite expressions of physical and, and some are very human-like. And some are not human-like at all. And in fact, many are beyond you, your imagination, you, your ability to, to, to realize or comprehend. The, the, the universe is, is, is infinite, and there are infinite expressions in physical, and they can be very different. They can be very different in scale. The, 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 when we speak of the universe, we are speaking of more than what your, your telescopes are, are showing you. There is far more. And the very best way that we can describe 
this this wormhole of creation that exists is that a, a, a speck of dust in your world is its own universe, and your universe is a speck of dust in the in another universe, and there's physical manifestation throughout all of it. And there, there is infinite physical manifestation of experiences of beings moving through a physical journey, but your only point of reference is your earth environment. And to, to answer the question about other beings infiltrating the earth environment, understand that the earth environment is a unique vibration. So anything happening in the earth environment is always going to be of the vibration of the earth environment. So anything that you're perceiving as something that's coming from the outside is actually still coming from within, though your world is far more complex physically than you are yet understanding, because your entire planet consists of decomposed matter that was once what you call life. So there, 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 are, there is so much more than what humanity is comprehending, but it's okay because the value in your experience even though you have all of this curiosity about your eternal nature, the value in your journey is in your now, always. Is there, does there exist a um, interdimensional or interuniversal connection between species outside of Earth? Is because sometimes, sometimes I wonder if the cosmos and the universe are sort of like planet, like the different countries and continents on earth are there because earth believes that we're the only thing in the universe that we might be the only life are there other constellations where they actually there's different species working together they're aware of each other they travel interdimensionally and interplanetary travels to each other is that does that exist the, there are environments that have what what you might call islands and things like that that are of the same vibration where there, there can be travel between absolutely in physical, but the, the physical expression that, that you are referencing is, is, is a grain of sand in an ocean of vibrational creation, of consciousness creation. And consciousness communication, you are all capable of that infinitely. And, and of course, your, your, your human brain has limited capacity so that you can have this, this limited human experience, but you all have some awareness of communicating with, with energy that is beyond what you perceive as your earth environment. And you certainly all communicate with each other. You all communicated on a higher level with each other before you created all of this technology that allows you to communicate in 3D. The, the, the advances that you've made in technology are contrasting like everything else. So the, what you might consider the positive contrast from your human perspective is that you're able to jump on a platform such as this and communicate with anybody almost anywhere in the world now in real time. But that's also cutting you off a bit from the collective of humanity communication that happens all the time, whether you have your physical technology or not. So, so one thing sort of goes up and when that goes up, the other thing sort of wanes a little bit because it's not as needed anymore. Notice that the things that when you create technology that, that sort of props up a, a previously conceived weakness, that previously conceived weakness generally becomes weaker because the propping up of it or the replacement with some sort of human created technology, you're rendering it more and more useless. 
So you will see that in, in any type of technology, but there's that's, that's not a bad thing for your world. It's simply a product of your evolution of consciousness as, as a collective of beings. And so here you are able to communicate more directly and tap into what you might call 3D thought more directly. And in doing so, explore things at the matrix level that you have not collectively explored before. So we have people in other countries that are not quite up to speed with where perhaps Western culture is because they have been more sheltered and now they're sort of coming out of their shelter and they are, they are catching up to things very quickly because the collective consciousness was flowing all along. So even the beings that are in your most oppressed nations that are completely cut off from social media, there is there are thoughts going on that are in alignment with your thoughts. You're just able to explore them in 3D more freely and therefore go a little further in your exploration of them. But your exploration of them is shifting consciousness across your planet. Just like your appreciation uh, instead of your judgment of the things that you consider negative are actually doing more positive work in the collective than, than getting on social media saying, this has got to stop. We have to put a stop to this. We don't know what to do. This racism is continuing and this greed is continuing. You're moving toward appreciation of why are beings racist? <coughs> why are they greedy? They've created a belief system for themselves and assigned themselves to a collective belief system that somehow they are oppressed because others are maybe thriving or others, others success might be some sort of a threat to, to their group or that other success might be a threat to their wealth. Therefore, they have to stockpile more of it. But all of those things are, are all an illusion in the first place. So the, the 3D battling of those things is simply placing more attention on them and fueling them and giving them more power. Whereas the, the appreciation of them, that being is having their experience, they're believing what they believe, and maybe they're vo very vocal about it, but I don't have to give that any power. I can just simply let them be and appreciate that they're on their unique journey without judgment because source isn't judging it. And then I'm going to refocus on what I want to focus upon. You're actually rendering that benign in your vibrational field. And that contribution to the collective is far more significant than anything you could possibly tweet. Regardless of how many are following it. The shift of collective consciousness has so much more power in appreciation than it does in the pushing against vibration. It does in that battling. Very often what you're doing is you are simply finding the others that agree with you and aligning with them. And then you're all focused on the same thing and you're all giving power to the same thing. So you are collectively empowering exactly what you believe you're battling. Right. So humans feel very... Um driven by their emotions. Humans have a lot of emotions. Does source have emotions? Does source have feelings? Not the way humanity experiences emotion. The, 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 the emotion of source is, is the emotion of, of, of the highest vibration of appreciation of all that is. That is very often labeled love, but there are also many other labels for love. 
we, we will describe it very simply as appreciation, authentic appreciation of all that is. That is our vibration and it doesn't change. Though we we are source and you are of source and you are expressing yourselves infinitely in physical environments. And in these physical environments, you are operating in polarity and you absolutely acquire emotions. That emotional journey is your vibrational journey, is your experience. So it expands us, but it doesn't affect us. Does source have a personality? Because... In addition to fearing death, I think a lot of people also fear, well, th this is who I am. I am Whitney and I am this personality and I have these this way of being. If I die, if that's gone, what will I be? Who will I be? So does source, do you retain a personality when you move on from what we, our physicality? Does source have a personality? Does it have humor? Does it have any of that? We, we, we are consciousness and any personality or humor that you experience in us is, is, is our being shared through the physical vessel that you call David. That, that is not him, it is us, but is our, it is our expressing through the human physical vessel. So it is an aspect of source. So, so, so there's an aspect of source that's coming through. Sources and everything. So in any emotion, source is present in the emotion, but source as a consciousness does not have emotion the way humanity does. And that includes humor. That does not mean that we cannot turn and be humorous, however. Does source experience time? Does it experience, you know, events, conversations? If it's just consciousness, does it? Because again, humans, we're really stuck in, you know, the a timeline and day-to-day -day things like interactions. And that, that delivers the human experience for you. However, we we are of a consciousness where everything that has ever happened and everything that is ever going to happen is all happening simultaneously. And there are infinite variants of what you are perceiving as reality in that, that stream. And it, it is not even really a stream. It, it is a point of consciousness that is eternal, that is not operating in linear time, but is increasing in sophistication. And as a physically manifested being, it is difficult to comprehend something increasing in sophistication and yet not being in linear time. It's simply overriding a more sophisticated version of itself. How? How is it overriding a more, how is it creating a more sophisticated version of itself? The increased sophistication is in the expressions in physical. So we express in physical environments and the physical environments are polarized. And in the polarized vibrational journey, that new creation that is formed as a partnership, if you will, between the physically manifested being and source because the physically manifested being, and we, we will speak in human terms since you are a human being, the ego consciousness is the one that's experiencing the emotion, the fear, the worry, the, the, the personal agenda of expansion in its own unique way. And in experiencing that, will craft new thought. It's important to understand that you're all operating on this virtual vibrational spiral. And in the center of the spiral is the space that we have labeled as a teaching tool, neutrality. Everything above neutral is source connected. Everything above neutral is connected to source. Once you get below neutral, you are now operating in pure ego. 
to varying degrees of pure ego, but still ego, source is no longer present. The reason that we delineate these two spaces is because once you drop out of source connection and you've allowed your ego to overshadow it, it doesn't leave, but it's overshadowed. It's your, your operation in the moment. And you all know that you're there sometimes. <coughs> when you get triggered and you go down your spiral and you say and do things that you would not normally say and do because you're angry, because you're operating in low vibration, and then you find yourselves going back up in vibration, perhaps the next day, and regretting how you behaved when you were in the lower vibrational state of being. That is, the, that is unique to being in physical. We do not have that quality about us because we're not in a physical environment. So when you drop down below neutral and go down and say and do these things that you say that you didn't mean, but you did when you were down there, or you manifest things that are unwanted in your paths, and you all do this all the time, that is creating an opportunity for the expansion in the solving of the, the obstacle. So the only way that you're going to solve the obstacle, however, is when you allow your vibration to get above neutral, to reconnect with our energy where all new thought is possible. And then you're going to craft an actual new solution, or even if that new solution is simply a new thought, a new way of looking at it, a new emotion around it. Any new creation equals expansion. So if you can imagine us expressing our energy in infinite physical realities that are all polarized and all of these polarized environments are creating the spiral where the being is going up and down vibrationally and overcoming obstacles, whether consciously or not, because all creation has obstacles. And in the conscious creation or the unconscious creation even of the solution, something new gets created. Something new gets created. We expand our consciousness. We expand our consciousness. The universe expands, becomes a more sophisticated version of itself. This is happening infinitely. That is the entire purpose of physical being, of physical reality. Our purpose is, is to create physical realities for these expressions of consciousness to experience, but they're all going to be polarized always, and they're all going to offer expansion in that polarity. You can create from things beyond obstacles as well, but most of that creation is going to have at its core something that is perceived as a problem that needs to be solved. Even if it's a piece of art that is existing in consciousness that is not yet expressed on, on canvas, that's still new creation. And it's still new creation from a, a below neutral mindset of this should be and it is not. And I am going to birth this and bring this into physical reality. That's still new creation. So then it is possible for us on earth to say, I'd like to birth the new creation. I'd like to birth a new experience. You're earth. doing it all the time. You're doing it all the time. Sometimes it's very, very simple. And sometimes it's so simple that you take it for granted. But the littlest things create expansion. The, the, the trying to make something work in technology and getting very frustrated with it. And it, not, it doesn't work and it doesn't work and it doesn't work. You don't know what to do. You're frustrated by it. You're judging it as this should not be. And in your suffering of it, you have two choices. You keep trying and it won't work or you step away from it. You step away from it. You distract yourself from the judgment of it for, for a moment. Then your vibration goes above neutral. You return to it and suddenly you're able to solve it. Sometimes it even solves itself. That is new creation. You may not consider that as significant as creating a cure for cancer or, or, or solving global hunger or something of that nature, but it's all the same universally because we don't quantify. 
this this quantification of magnitude and all of this measurement, all of that is physical. Those are physical qualities, part of your physical experience. Does source know where source came from? That that question has been asked many times, and there's a regenerative re regenerative nature of source where source is source. Source came from source, but source is continually becoming a more sophisticated version of itself. So there's no beginning and no end. So you can't go back to, to this point and say before source, there was this, because it's always been source. Creation actually happens in a, in a circle. Everything is cyclical, everything. And there has never been, been a beginning and there's never going to be an end to it. But in a physical environment that has a beginning, middle, and an end, such as Earth, that is beyond your comprehension, really, to, to, to understand. But that's also delivering this unique human journey for you. If you had all of that knowledge in physical you, and you could really comprehend it, you would no longer be in physical because you would not need to be in physical anymore. But you would return to your completed state and that guaranteed expansion that we speak of would drive you right back into another physical experience where that knowledge that you discovered in your physical journey would be overshadowed yet again so that you could have yet another vibrational journey. Hmm. Is there a, a sequence of events? Again, I'm speaking from a very 3D human thing, you know, because, okay, so here's a few points that humans are stuck on. Just as you described, we're just stuck, stuck on if something is, it must have started somewhere. You can't just say that it didn't, it must have, something must have started it. Even if life is infinite, well, where did that infinity come from? So that is hard for our brain. It's also hard to, to comprehend that the universe is infinite. It's like, no, there must, if this is the end of this glass, then what is this? What's outside of it? It's hard for us to think that there's no end because eventually there's something on the other side of an end. But to your point, all of that is kind of solved by the idea of a circle where there is, you know, what's outside of circle, just more of the circle. Mm -hmm. But then I think the other part that is hard for us is that we want there to be a sequence of events. So we're like, okay, well, if, if life ends, what happens then? You know, do we, do we, is there like a, you know, interim period? And then do we go back to source for a while? Then do we go back into another earth experience if that's what we're needing? How does it, is there a system of how a soul kind of comes in and out of physicality and back to source? <coughs> The, the system is vibrational, so it's not an exact system the way that you would have an exact system in, in a physical environment. However, the, the eternal version of you, your source being, is not something that, that you have to go and find. It, it, is, it is part of you in physical, but you are powered by it all the time. So when your physical being ceases to be, you are instantly re-emerged in a full awareness of the source consciousness. There's no gestation period or time period, and there's no time period between lives because your expressions in physical are simultaneously happening as everything is. So you, whatever lifetime you're having in physical, including any other human lifetimes, they're all happening all the time. All the time. So the 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 perception of the linear experience is something that is sort of on a shelf in your being, but it's always going because there, there is no, no in and out. There, there is no linear time. It is this, this is your experience that you perceive as you are having right now, but you're having it infinitely. 
you're just becoming a more sophisticated version of it all the time as you perceive this aging experience. And there are things that we share, again, that, that are not going to be completely understandable by you as, as a human being. Yeah. And that's why we always turn your sights back toward your human journey, your vibrational journey, and finding the expansion and the joy and the appreciation and the, the detuning of transgressors and all of the things that we guide you to in your 3D physical experience, because that's why you're here. We, we, we will entertain any question always. There's nothing that could possibly offend us or be off limits in any way. But the, the, the value in your human experience is contained in your humanity. And that includes a lot of limitation in comparison to all that you are. But you're not solving anything in that eternal state. You just have a curiosity about it. And some of you have more curiosity than others because you want to take that curiosity and understand your eternal nature usually because you want to better understand your human nature. What is human nature? Human nature is, is what you choose, your operating system. Human nature is your operating system. And by and large, it is what we refer to as the matrix. It runs at this, this just below neutral vibration that we have labeled negative five. It has some anxiety. It has some duty. It has some, some sense of, uh, I must do this and I have to do that because you have a matrix that is guiding you to that. But that's the operating system that, that humanity teaches. There are a handful of beings that are projecting into scenarios that are not so tied to the matrix and become their own unique beings that are not as steeped in humanity's belief system as most of you are. But we're not guiding you to judge that. If you were born into the matrix and you were born into religious teachings and, and family uh, cultural type teachings and, and family traditions and things of this nature, and they brought you to this point in your journey and you're now deconstructing all of that and questioning it, the first thing that we will guide you to do is appreciate it because that's the that's the scenario that you chose vibrationally to project into to have the flavorful human experience that you're having. And here you are unraveling all of that stuff. And then where you go from here with this knowledge that we have imparted in this very interaction is completely up to you. You, you, you can say this is all BS and go right back into the matrix if you want. You can say it's BS and go find something else that is your own creation if you want. Or you can be intrigued and inspired by this and, and follow more or not. It is completely up to you. And the, the one promise that we will make to you is that there's no such thing as you getting your life journey wrong where you depart your physical journey, you return to your completed state of being, and you look back and think, gosh, I should have done that differently. I've got to go do that again to do it better. That's another teaching of the matrix. There's our promise to you that you will appreciate whatever experience you had from that perspective because you're appreciating all that is from that perspective. Why would you do anything other than fully appreciate exactly what you experienced? Even if that experience is something that is labeled something very unwanted in the matrix. The, the, the victims of murder, the ones that commit suicide, the ones that die of a drug overdose in the gutter, the, the, all of the, these beings that you all judge as not a good way to depart in your completed state it is not seen that way at all. That was the human journey that I had. In that human journey, I was a drug addict. In that human journey, I was a teenage prostitute. 
In that human journey, I was systematically abused by every person that I came in touch with. By, by in that human journey, I was murdered at a very young age. In that human journey, I had cancer and it was very painful and I struggled and I battled for years and finally succumbed to it. In that human journey, I lived to be 104 years of age. In that human journey, I was in prison for most of my life. It is not judged. That was the trip that you had. And it's not judged. And the reason that we're sharing all that with you is because you can take that source consciousness that already exists within you and begin applying that in your now reality and start to detune all of the judgment that you may have acquired about your own experience. And when you start applying that inward, you're naturally going to begin applying that outward. Look at that person having their physical journey. It's not for me to judge. If you're in a moment and, and you can lend a helping hand to someone and you're up your spiral, you're naturally going to do that. You're naturally going to do that. So it's not about being callous or not caring. It's about understanding that caring does not mean judging. Caring is not looking upon someone, judging their experiences should not be, and then believing that you're the one to save them from it somehow. That's just your ego. Yeah. That's just your ego. And you can play in that ego all you want, but you will find more joy in understanding and appreciating your ego, but also not letting it rule you so much because the source being in you is far more powerful than the ego consciousness within you. Yet humans don't feel that way, I think. A lot of the time. Is it is that because of the matrix we've created that wants That's to because honors? of the, the the created matrix that teaches you that you're supposed to fight and push against and battle and you're supposed to be stressed and you're supposed to be fearful and you're supposed to judge and judge yourselves and compare yourself to other beings and you're supposed to have a very specific type of education, a very specific childhood, a very specific career, a very specific relationship, a very specific uh, reproductive contribution to your society, and a specific retirement and even demise. It's all laid out for you in the matrix. But more and more and more of you are looking at that and thinking not so much. Maybe I'm not going to do all that. Maybe I don't need to do any of it. Maybe I just need to have my own magical journey and you can. But the magical journey is always going to be found in allowing more of your source being to step forward. And you're always going to allow more source being when you detune the judgment of your experience and the experience of others. So then, you know, sort of a, a delicate issue about detuning de is when people feel maybe it's not stuff happening outside, but even stuff that happens to them or things that they do, they feel guilty about. How can they shift so that, you know, that they don't feel guilt about certain things? For example, I think a, a major one is when people ha have to end a pregnancy and people have this belief that maybe life already is once before it's even come out into the world. How can someone shift so that they don't feel like they've you know, prevented life from being when they've had to make a hard decision. There is absolutely consciousness present in any new expression of life before it even manifests physically at all, what you call conception. There is consciousness present and that, that consciousness is seeking a physical journey. But understand <clears throat> that that physical journey is not judged the same. Your matrix is telling you that physical journey should be a conception and a nine-month gestation period in most cases, a birth, a birth into a certain type of family and a birth into a certain type of, of belief system and a, a movement through life in a very templated way. But that's the matrix. The being that vibrationally aligns with becoming a new human that does not make it to the birth experience 
is appreciative of their journey as much as the one that lives to be a hundred or beyond because it's a journey that was had. Again, these are weekend trips. You're infinite beings expressing in physical. You, you, you express, you manifest, and something goes awry vibrationally that causes the pregnancy to terminate before term. That can be an abortion. That could be any number of, of, of physical things that are going on that, that create that scenario. That's a physical journey. We are not judging that. We are not judging it. The soul that is manifesting in physical is not judging it. The judgment is all the matrix. The judgment is all humanity. <coughs> As expansive beings, the ones who bring new life into the world very much focus on the responsibility that the matrix tells them they have in bringing that new life and not only bringing that new life into the world, but the raising of that, that new being. But again, that's a human construct of, of what a parent owes a child. And notice that there are endless examples of a parent believing that they fell short no matter what they did or how they experience and feel guilty about their role as a parent. And there are endless examples of children who believe that their parents got it wrong somehow. But by design, you are all projecting into the time that you were born into. You are a product of your time as much as you are a product of your parents. That vibration that you choose to be born into, that timeline vibration, that's part of you too. That's why you see these generational differences that create contrast between parents and children. If you look at your life and you look at your parents and try to apply your belief systems to your parents' lives, it doesn't work very well. And if you skip it to another generation and try to apply your belief system to your grandparents' lives, it likely doesn't work at all. Every generation, you were born up to speed with the time that you're born into. This is why young children accept and understand your current day technology more than their parents and certainly more than their grandparents without any training just naturally picking up a device and knowing how to use it because they are born of the time of that device, of that technology. And the more you age through life, the more you age out of the earth environment because technology and the collective consciousness of humanity, the matrix gets ahead of you and you start to disconnect and you start to create a disconnecting experience for your physical vehicle. And then you disconnect yourselves from the environment. So this is naturally how the, the progression of a, of a strand of source consciousness coming into physical operates. The, the idea of coming in and having some sort of, of punishment experience because you chose to not have the birthing experience, that is the matrix. That is completely the matrix. We are not judging any of it, but we, we will also state that the rules and customs and laws that you all create in your matrix, we're not judging that either. So we're not judging any of it. So we, we were what you would call very neutral on all of these things because you're all here on your vibrational journey. So if you find yourself in a scenario where you are feeling forced to do something, <coughs> Understand that you're never forced to do anything, that you can have whatever experience it is that you're having. And if you begin taking the source perspective of all of it is just that, all of it is just a collection of experiences that you're having in your physical journey. So if you choose the experience of abortion, then that's the experience that you chose. That's the experience that you're having. And you can bring yourself to be completely at peace with that experience. But 
if you choose, even though you're being told that you can't afford or don't have the resources or aren't ready yet to be a parent, and you are guiding yourself to choose that experience, you can choose that experience and make it a very positive thing for yourself. You can manifest anything. And there are examples of, of, of people who have given birth who were not yet ready for it that manifested their way through the experience and ended up having a very positive experience with it. So there's no right or wrong in any of these things from our perspective. Humanity can create all of the right and wrong that you want, but at the end of the day, everything is just a vibrational journey and your personal vibrational experience with it does not have to be impacted by the ideas or thoughts of another, even if it's law. Not universal law, but 3D matrix human created law. Right. Sort of the the dominant, you know, understanding or um, view on it doesn't have to be your individual view. Indeed, you are creating your own bubble of reality. So you you are only part of that collective bubble of reality if you give it power. If you were watching the news or absorbing social media and hearing some fear-based teachings and believe that you're going to be swept up in that fear-based scenario, then that's the experience. You're going to create some version of that for yourself. But if you were ignoring all of that and focusing on your own well-being and your own abundance, moving through experience after experience and appreciation of it, and ultimately teaching yourself to always set intention toward the best possible outcome and allow the universe to to deliver a magical life journey, that will be your experience, regardless of what your politicians are doing or your family is saying or anyone around you is telling you that you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Now, how would you distinguish between an operating system in the matrix, because when you refer to the matrix, it is it something that's that's not, because when I think of the matrix, I just think of sort of like a video game, like what was created just so that we can have a physical experience. It's what I see as a table and, you know, outside and all this, that's, to me, that's part of the matrix that allows me to, to feel physical. Like, oh, I'm, I have a body, I'm within this system. But it sounds that it's more, that that's different than an operating system. What's the... You you are dialed into the earth environment and your experience is going to be one of the earth environment as long as you are dialed into it. Mm -hmm. You can dial out of the earth environment while you're physical, but you understand that these things are often labeled insanity and and you you will have that experience. (coughs) There's nothing wrong with that. But since you chose to be dialed into the earth environment, there are infinite things, endless things that you can appreciate in the end of the earth environment, always. So your operating system is all about how you are absorbing and processing and experiencing the earth environment that you chose to dial into. It is far more effective than deciding that the earth environment is so broken that you must go off vibrationally and dial into something different. Mm-hmm because you chose to be here. So why not have the experience that your soul chose to have? And while you're in it, adopt an operating system that allows you to experience it very differently. And you will notice that you're experiencing it differently and everything will change for you without the cast of characters that are populating your your world changing at all. Your perception of them changes. And what you will find is when your perception or your opinion or your judgment of them changes, their interaction with and behavior toward you shifts significantly. And that can shift significantly in your day-to-day lives. If you are in a work scenario or a relationship or a family scenario where you are surrounded by people that you label as is evil or bad or toxic, you are, you are creating that reality. 
So you have complete power to move from the labeling and the judging to the uh, authentic appreciation, and it's a practice to get there. You don't just decide to appreciate one day and walk in and have an old vibration that is very well developed completely be cut off and, and develop a brand new vibration. Vibration, by and large, does not work that way because vibration can gain momentum and gain power and it's, it takes on a life of its own and then you've got to pump the brakes. You've got to be the one that slows it down and as you detune the old vibration, then you replace it with something new. You catch yourself in the moment of judgment replacing that judgment with appreciation. You start to make that your new operating system and suddenly you're judging less and appreciating more. And one day you will notice that the behavior of those individuals has completely shifted toward you if they haven't completely disappeared from your experience altogether. Hmm. So is it then would that mean that certain people who come in and we have a certain experience with are an energy that we called in to experience that? And that so... That they will. So sometimes we notice that certain types of people will continue to come, and then all of a sudden, there won't be. Well, that's why we speak of your vibrational basement, the baggage that you keep in your vibrational basement, the things from your past that you were continually judging as wrong or bad or should not have been, or traumatic or, or, or any of those things. You tend to keep those things with you. They're always there in the back of your mind. They're they're part of your subconscious mind. They are there all the time. And when vibrational flow takes your vibration down as it will, those things tend to represent themselves to you, offering you an opportunity to detune them or to move through yet another experience of the same nature. And it's it's your your choice. What the matrix teaches you to do is to do everything you possibly can to avoid it, to move your vibration up, to move past it, to forget about it, and don't go back there again. The issue there is, is that if you don't solve it, if you don't heal it, it's still present. If you don't detune it, it's always with you. If you think something was bad or wrong or evil from your past, and every time it represents itself to you, you run away from it, it's going to keep coming back around until you finally face it and detune it. And the way that you do that is appreciation. You find such deep understanding of it that you can't help but appreciate it. When you have keen awareness of something or someone, if someone... <coughs> did something that you consider wrong to you and you have been harboring resentment for years. And then you learn a little more about that being and you start to understand why they were, how they were, and perhaps why they even did what they did to you from their perspective, you have greater understanding of them. And your greater understanding of them, the judgment of them will not be the same. It's going to be tamped down some. You're going to judge them a little less. And in doing so, you're beginning to detune them. You can take that detuning all the way to full-blown appreciation. Very often, that full-blown appreciation is found when you one day realize that moving through that experience did something for you offered you some sort of expansion. And then you can start to appreciate it. Gosh, I'm so glad that person got me fired from that job because I went on to have this tremendous career that I probably wouldn't have had if I hadn't been fired from that job. I don't hate them anymore. I appreciate them now. They're no longer a transgressor for you. And that scenario can be applied to any and everything. It may take a bit of intellect and, and a bit of exploration to arrive there. But once you learn how to do this and see how powerful it is, you will be so addicted to it that you will start exploring and detuning all of your transgressors. And then you will find yourself going up and up and up in vibration because you're clearing out your vibrational basement. You're not as triggered anymore. 
How lovely a thing to move through vibrational flow without being triggered because you all move through vibrational flow. You're not going to cure that. Mm-hmm. You're in a polarized environment. You're going to go up and down vibrationally. Your emotions are going to be an expression of that to a certain degree. But that plummet, that trigger, that thing that is so very uncomfortable to all of you, that's your own creation. Polarity is not ever triggering you. Polarity is creating an environment where you are more or less apt to be triggered, but your triggers are your own creation via your belief system. So when you clear out your triggers, you're not dipping down in that low vibrational territory very much. And when you do, you're not there very long at all. You're not going down into a deep state of of darkness and holding yourselves there and not knowing how to get out of it because it's all vibrational flow. It's very natural. It creates the entire universe. It's there so that you will dip down from time to time, create some obstacles and expand in your solving of them. But once you really understand that, then you have such greater control to appreciate your vibrational journey. Then you start clearing out your basement. Then you start detuning the transgressors that are outward. You realize, gosh, I've been judging this politician this way as this evil being, and yet they still keep coming back around. Maybe I should find authentic appreciation for them. It doesn't mean that you're going to go campaign for them or vote for them or support them. You're simply appreciating them perhaps from a distance. I appreciate that this being is wanting to push against my way of life. Mm-hmm. That's their bubble of reality. That that's the right thing for them to do. And how sophisticated it is to be able to appreciate that which was once your enemy. They're no longer your enemy. They're now just a being. They have no power over you anymore. You, you do not realize as human beings how much you're contributing to the collective when you do that. Because the matrix tells you you got to fight. You got to push against. And if you don't, you're part of the problem. You're either with us or you're against us. That's all language of the matrix. You don't have to believe or buy into any of that. So let's say that somebody wants to detune something. They're, t- they're done. They they're feel ready to be done with that un- uncomfortable feeling of, of anger or resentment that comes with our, you know, like you said, the stuff that happened to us that we're still angry about and still have a charge around. We still have a response to. So let's say it's around something like getting very defensive. Like if somebody doesn't, you know, like something we do or doesn't give us enough, you know, validation or attention and, and our, response is to get defensive, like want to push people away if they don't do enough for us. And that might come from a childhood trauma. What If we're ready to say, you know what, I'm ready to detune that. What's a step that we can take? To understand that that defensive trigger is always rooted in your ego and, and the need to be right or just or be validated in some way. When you start detuning all of these things and you start allowing more source consciousness to infiltrate your operating system, which happens naturally as you move your your default vibration above neutral, you start to allow yourself to operate as a source aligned being more and more of the time. Not all the time, but more and more of the time. And the more source you allow, (coughs) the more of what is likened to an awakening experience you create for yourself. And in that awakened state, you're no longer needing to battle or argue or be right anymore because you had this old matrix belief system that your belief system was the right belief system and you had to fight for it. Well, now your understanding of belief systems just in this interaction. So you understand that I don't have to fight for my belief system anymore. My belief system is my own unique creation. I don't need anyone else to believe as I believe. I don't need to be right I am so confident in my own ability to create my reality that I don't need anyone else to buy into it or believe it or validate it. I don't need anyone to 
to, to tell me that I'm on the right path anymore because I am proving that to myself every day and the systematic raising of my vibration. My life is getting better and better and better. Therefore, I don't have those old insecurities that lead me to want to fight and prove myself and, and stand my ground and teach somebody else what I believe they should think or believe. That All of that need just sheds away in your systematic raising of your vibration because you're so in appreciation of them that you're completely allowing them to have their experience, even if they don't agree with your experience. Even if they think that you're some spiritual kook out here believing in the law of attraction, out here believing that you create your reality, and out here believing that, that your well-being is not found in the fighting or the pushing against, allow them to have that experience. Allow them to have that opinion. Appreciate it. They're not up to speed to where you are, and that doesn't make you a superior being. It makes you a being on a different journey. That's it. Thank you. Do you have any final messages you'd like to offer the audience today, whoever is listening? We shared quite a bit in this interaction, and, and you've all had a, a somewhat of a Taya masterclass. Where we guide you is to always take what we offer, as we, we have already guided you to do, and, and, and go inward with it. Go inward with exploring the idea of what if I just detune judgment and fear? What if I make a system in my life where I am constantly catching myself sooner and sooner and sooner when I go into anger, when I go into fear, when I go into judgment? What if I turn off the things that trigger me for a while? What if I meditate more? What if I spend more time in nature? What if I spend most of my day looking for things to appreciate? Instead of worrying about pending war or worrying about rights being taken away or worrying about a pandemic or worrying about a famine, notice how many things are being danced out in front of all of you to, to incite fear. As you're all awakening on mass, as you're all beginning to question the matrix, as you're all questioning all of your institutions of control, they are reasserting themselves and trying to lure you back in. Now you're aware that that's just a seduction of the matrix. So go inward meditate more, understand that all of your power is in your natural source connection and you all have it. And when you feel a little better, that is source. When you judge less, when you detune, when you move up your spiral, when you solve things and that good feeling that you have, that little tinge of joy, you can take that little spark of joy and turn it into an inferno of joy and make that your way of life. You all have the capacity to do that. And in that state of joy, in that state of appreciating all that is, you are contributing so much more to your own well-being and the well-being of humanity than you could ever imagine. With much love, that is what we have. <coughs> wow, they really wore my voice out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for that, David. That was quite the, uh, the marathon of a, a channeling. How are you feeling? Good. You you ask really good questions, and I love that. <laughs> that was that was incredible. That was quite the quite the journey through a amazing conversation. Uh, um, yeah, I have a lot to uh, to sit with and and digest and comprehend now. A lot to review. That was very good. Thank you so much for your time and energy. Certainly. Thanks for having me. It's always fun to, to share, even if it wears my voice out. <laughs> always fun to share them. It always is. And, and your questions were fantastic. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you. Um, I feel a little tired myself, as I'm sure you do. Just kind of, that was a lot to 
go through, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and really profound information and really, I'm really excited for people to hear this, David, thank you so much because I think a lot of really beautiful sentiments came through and it's, and it's T Y a is your system. Tia. Taya. Taya. Trust your abundance. We just call it Taya these days. It's a non-religious mindset practice that, that gives you an operating system to work with. That is all universal law, no rules, no judgment, no worship, nothing like that. It's, it's all universal law in your human experience with it. Beautiful. So David, if people would like to learn more about Taya, Taya, yes. Taya. Taya. And about you and find some of your books and any other information you have, how can they find you? We are the stream of David everywhere. So uh, we're not on social media as much as we used to be, but we uh, the podcast is, is alive and well and doing very, very well. So the stream of David podcast is a great way to connect with us. Uh, and then you can Google the stream of David and Google the Taya, the TYA practice also and learn a lot more about it. Okay. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, David. I would love to have you back on the show again Certainly. and we can pick up a new another stream. Perfect. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you for sharing your, your gifts with us. Take Sorry. care. Bye now. That wraps up our beautiful conversation with our wonderful guest. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at Whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website, womenwaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your light shine and keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.